Welcome to Fast Forts and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our mind. <laughs> and please welcome! So we have a guest here <laughs> yeah. today. Um, she's currently transitioning out of a career as a naval nurse. She's traveled all over the world, and she's literally been my friend since she was born. Ellen Dreibelbus, welcome to Passports and Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wow. What a welcome. Wow, what a welcome. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, so our friend Ellen is here. She's one of our original 20 listeners. hey The OG. Um... Ellen. Yes, I feel honored to be one of the first original 2020 listeners. Yeah. And you're our first guest. Absolutely. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. What an honor. Okay, so like, how do you know each other? Okay, so we realized tonight that Laura hasn't really met no. Ellen before tonight. No, I haven't. No. <laughs> Not officially. Um, so I always say like, I... I never, I cannot remember a time when I was not friends with Ellen. Me neither. Because our moms were friends, and we both have older siblings who are the same age, who are like four years older than us. So my brother Colin and your sister Kara are the same age. Yes. And you also have Sally, who's older. Yes. Um, we live, we live hey, right Kara. <laughs> Kara's one of the first original twins. Oh, and we have another? Yeah. She <laughs> loves it. She loves it. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> um... But yeah, but, we lived right around the block from each other. In fact, I was just sitting aww. out on our patio with my dad last night, and there were some neighborhood kids that were kind of running through the yard. And, <laughs> running um, through your yard? Running through our yard, <laughs> and my dad just kind of said hey to them, and I was wondering if he was going to be a little bit irritated that kids yeah, were running through like our a yard. Grumpy guy. But I, he said, no, it doesn't bother me, and I said, well... It's the next generation. Good, yeah. because yeah. I remember cutting through the yeah. backyards behind us to yeah. have a shortcut to get to Sarah's yeah, front yard. Went like straight through her backyard and through the neighbors you can kind of do a straight shot to my house yeah and sometimes my dad used to stand in our front yard and just yell my name (laughs) and it'd be like oh i gotta go home for dinner you know and those must have been on the occasions where we didn't first call each other to say hey can you play you just would show (laughs) up what did we used to say um do you want to get together? Can we get together? Do you want to get hey, together? Can After you we play? were like too old to say, do you want to play? We'd say, do you want to get together? When I have a play date, I used, did you guys deal with this when your mom would call it a play date? And you were like, this is so, so cringy. I don't, I think I we think just we did. Would, we would kind of almost make our own play dates. Yeah. You um, would set our own up. plans. But, yeah. um, but also, so we used to go to what was called Mother's Day Out together. Did you play bitty basketball? We yes. did play bitty basketball <laughs> yes. together. And I will say, in reference to a previous podcast episode, no one did rock the overalls as well as Sarah did. <laughs> <laughs> True. So you knew Sarah with the yeah. glasses, too. With the glasses yeah. oh and with God. the yeah. overalls. Oh, she's not me through all of it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so Mother's Day Out was, like, preschool. Yeah. Um... So you Which knew, even church. before elementary school, you guys. Oh knew yeah, we were yeah. probably mm-hmm. two, three years old when we were mm-hmm. like yeah, original That's friends. That's so crazy. Like I don't remember meeting Ellen. It was just she's like, just always Ellen has always been yep. my friend. Yep, That's exactly. so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for like thirty years now, we've been friends. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Dang. That's but pretty yeah, awesome. Pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I don't have any friendships like that. Right. That have, like lasted that long. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if someone who would. Be, like my cousins, 
Right. Maybe. But yeah. that long, someone who's known you that much of your life. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been lucky. We've been able to stay in in touch and everything and stay and close. And just stay close. Years. Yeah. Yeah. People drift apart with you guys. But also, like, we're the kind of friends where, like, depending on our life circumstances, we might go six months or so without talking. And then we get together right. for and dinner and it's up. like, and that's we the just, best. Yeah, we no just time pick up has where passed. That's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, why aren't all friendships like that? I know. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when we were at the high school. Oh, my gosh. We saw our fifth grade elementary school teacher. (laughs) And Ellen, I don't know why, but Ellen just started laughing so hard. (laughs) I don't know why. It was just a total blast from the past. Yeah, it really was. We Um, saw a lot of older teachers and stuff. and Yeah. It's always a little weird, but. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, um, do you want to get into salty sweet? Yeah, but for context, we did all just go out to dinner, and I might yeah. be a little bit drunk, so. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's a little. I had two drinks. <laughs> we went to Luca, the official restaurant of the podcast. Sponsored, but not sponsored. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, just so, if I sound a little, like, Sarah's a little g- loosey-goosey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Ellen, you've had you've you've prepared salty and sweet too. I have, yes. Do you want to go first? Sure. Let's okay. do our let's do our salties first. Okay. okay, that was kind of what I was thinking. So my salty um, this past week. So I'm getting ready to start grad school, mm-hmm. um, and I have a probably eight or nine year old um, MacBook laptop, and I took it into the Apple Store, and I wanted to have them <laughs> kind of update the software. Um, so that things were running as smoothly as possible and the laptop was kind of in yeah. top shape. While I, I have always backed things up on my external hard drive. Um, and I made sure everything was backed up. They updated the software. Well, somehow, since I've then had the updated software and have everything on my external hard drive and have tried to access some of those files, something's kind of not oh, no. easily ac- accessible. So it was... A bit of a scare that I lost maybe some of my picture, a lot of my pictures from college years and some of my Navy um, experiences and stuff. So totally a hashtag first world problem. Yeah. (laughs) But um, that I might have lost some of my life story. But I think think I'm sorting it out a little bit. I had to download some sort of um, file recovery program. Um, but anyway, it was a bit of those, mm. one of those kind of stressful things where you think that you've lost some of your maybe yeah. memories or, um, yeah. Yeah. So that was something I've been dealing with all week. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. I hate technology stuff like that too. Yeah. yeah because I had tried really Ugh. hard to, you know, make sure Have I was doing, system. doing the right thing yeah. and then yeah. something, some, I don't know. You're don't doing know. more than me. This thing is like barely hanging on as far as storage goes. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to so get an really external. Computer, yeah. My iMac but you're is you, What do you legs. use to back it up? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Go. This yeah. is my shout out to Dropbox. Yeah, Dropbox. Just use it. Just well, do that's, everything I on Dropbox. started that since. Yeah. yeah. Google? Or no, the file. Go, dro, dro, uh, Drive Google is good too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Dropbox. Yeah, because I think I had my computer almost died a couple of years ago, and I kind of had this scare. And you're like, I gotta save everything. And since then, I just have everything on Dropbox. Yeah. And I think it's free for like one gigabyte of space. And if you need more, you can buy like a yeah. Monthly but thing. Robert yeah. and I um, both we have like a really big plan together because his hard drive. I'm sure his is crazy. Like last year, 
And he had to pay like two thousand dollars to, <sighs> to recover have it recovered. <sighs> yeah, I mean there it are, was not good. Well, because I think there are professional people that do that, where they mm-hmm. or engineers that yeah, that's he what had they to send do. it away, and they Oof. I think they recovered most of it. But I was like Robert, if you pay for Dropbox. <laughs> You could pay for Dropbox for 10 years for the amount of money you just spent to maybe get your That's files. True. Right. Yeah. That's true. Did you know, he get them back, it, though? He got some of them. Okay. But, but also, like, Robert's a professional though. photographer. Like, mm-hmm. his stuff that is was huge file. He had, like, all these raw files yeah. that he hadn't edited yet mm. from, like, awesome photography meetups and stuff. So that was... And it was, like, the summer we bought our house. And I'm we like, were low on funds. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And yeah, it just really sucked. But I am a real advocate for just sign up for Dropbox, have yeah, everything on there. Plus, the way it syncs with your computer is really nice. Okay. So yeah. that's the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My salty is actually, well, I had one planned, but then it changed on my drive home. So I teach in a pretty rural area, but um, I take a pretty two lane highway. It's like no stops for a while. And there's lots of trucks on the road, whatever. And I was behind my entire drive here. A tractor. No. A An chicken. A chicken. A chicken. Truck. Oh, I thought you meant like oh, a, a chicken single truck. chicken. <laughs> just trotting along. <laughs> chicken run? Just one chicken. Just like in your lane. <laughs> That would be crazy. No, you know what I mean? Like a chicken truck. Yes. Like they're all stacked. Oh, so we're all the feathers flying out? Yeah. And you're looking and like I was considering passing, but then I was like, do I have to lock eyes with this chicken that's about to meet its death? So the whole time, and it smells really bad. Mm-hmm. So these feathers are flying and I'm just like seeing these chickens that are all smushed into this huge truck. And I'm just thinking to myself, I should really, really become vegan. <laughs> like this is just like horrendous. Because when you see the amount of chickens in this thing, uh-huh. it is crazy. And the whole time I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Like, this is so bad. <laughs> but I love chicken. Like, I can't, I yeah. don't know. But the whole time I was like, this is so disgusting. Also, oh, did it I've, smell bad? Yeah. And I've gotten to know, this is how like country my job is. I've started to be able to recognize what sort of fertilizer like people are using. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, wow. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So chicken poop is literally the worst. Mm. It is so disgusting. It smells horrendous. Oof. It's Oof. a sharp scent. Yeah. Growing up in Harrisburg, there are three scents you would wake up to. It would either be the smell of Hershey chocolate when oh, Hershey, that would be when nice. Hershey was I right there. Mm-hmm. So we, I would walk to elementary school. So we would like you know, cross the street or whatever, and it'd be like, oh, it's a chocolate day. It's a good day. Um, or it would be the agriculture smell, or third would just be the city, the city stank. You know oh. what I mean? Just like it's hot, yeah. the trash is out, it's yeah. trash day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Pollution Three. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, chicken, chicken truck, rest in peace chickens. Oh. Well, my salty this week is just kind of like basic stress. So... It was just one of those weeks where everything kind of came together, mm-hmm. where we're doing the Feast of St. Pizza this weekend, so I was finalizing all those plans, and because I had been sick, it was like, all of a sudden, I had to do all this stuff at the end that I probably would have done while I was sick, but while I couldn't talk, I couldn't be, like, calling mm-hmm. places and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I was planning that, and my social calendar is just kind of very suddenly filling up for the summer and trying to schedule things. And 
it, it was just one of those weeks where you look at your to-do list and you're like, there is just not enough time in the day and I don't know when I'm going to get all this done. And then you're about to go to bed and you're just so tense and mm-hmm. your mind is racing. Like there's like a million tabs open in your brain mm-hmm. and you're just like, I just don't know when all this is going to get done. Yeah. And we've been neglecting cleaning our house because we haven't been around as much and stuff. So like things are kind of cluttered and dirty. Things are piling up metaphorically and physically. Yeah. 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 So it was just one of those weeks where I was like, I haven't really felt this way in a while, but I was just suddenly like, I am stressed out. And I don't don't you wish we had like a recovery day once a month where everyone could just like no plans, no one can make any plans. You can't go anywhere. You just have to (laughs) stay, stay Uh and do what you need to do. Just like like open your mail, clean out your email inbox, do laundry, run your errands, run the dishwasher, and like clean your bathroom once a month. Wouldn't that be great? That would be perfect. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but that's the thing. Like we usually have a weekend like that. And every you haven't two had weeks one. or at least once a month. And lately we've either been traveling or I've been super sick. sick. Yeah. So it just hasn't happened. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Sweets? Yeah. So Laura and I have a yeah. mutual suite, which we decided on. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll keep things simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, this episode hasn't actually come out yet. So you haven't heard it, Ellen. But we talked about the Bon Appetit. YouTube channel a lot. Yes, big fans, big fans. And they just released a new series called Making Perfect. And their first subject is pizza. Is pizza. Yeah, so they're literally making all... We talked about... We literally just talked about how their cooks, their Their test test kitchen kitchen cooks, are kind of like becoming these internet slash YouTube celebrities. Yeah. And you start to like choose your favorites. And they're all coming together. They're all coming together. Yeah. So it's like one episode's going to be perfecting the dough. One is like they're the literally sauce. making the cheese, yeah. oh, making wow. the sauce, and they're going to different pizzerias and talking about how they do it. So it's like mm-hmm. it's literally our dream subject. And when yes. does it start? They I have a know. teaser episode out so far. By the time this episode comes out, I'm sure there'll probably at be at least, least the first episode would be out. Yeah, but it on looks YouTube. really good. Yeah, okay, on yeah. YouTube. But it looks like when this came up on my Instagram stories, I immediately sent it to you and I was just like, yeah. how is this happening? <laughs> yeah. I was, was like, no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So expect us to talk more about this in the future. Yeah, I'm sure this will be like a new thing. Yeah. But it'll be exciting to see what else they do too. Like they're yeah. starting with pizza. Who knows what's next? Maybe chocolate chip chocolate cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. If, yeah. if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. But Ellen, what's your sweet for the week? My sweet is this. Yeah. Um, we had a nice, fun dinner yeah. prior to this. We got into it. Luca. Yeah. With g- lots of good girl talk and yeah. catching up and great food. And yeah. the dessert was awesome. Salted uh, Budino, maybe. Salted caramel Budino or salted butterscotch? butterscotch. Budino. Yeah. Also, yeah, that was amazing delicious. that they literally recognized you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So You're the Sarah, pizza girl. I'm now known as the pizza girl yeah. at this Because um, we did go to Luca for our um, Lancaster Feast of St. Yeah. Pizza, and Luca was amazing, which we've talked about before. Maybe they're listening to this episode. Hey, I mean. Hey, hey Mason family, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll hear well, more about them. Well, you have an email now, right? Yeah. yeah. Who enough. knows? Yeah. Anyway. That's nice. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's my this suite. This is fun. Mm-hmm. I've been looking forward Ellen's to this so for a while. Ellen's so cute because she has, like, her stuff written out. Yeah. <laughs> and she has a piece of paper. She has notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Well, should we get into the meat of our discussion with Ellen? Yeah. So you're in the Navy. Or you just got out of the Navy. Well, sorry, you just got out of the Navy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wanted to ask you because obviously we've known each other our whole lives. But I don't think I really know. Like, at what point did you really decide, I want to, one, go to school for nursing, and number two, do it as part of the Navy? Like, was that kind of a split decision when we were in high school that you made? Or was that something that you had thought about? Um, I I think I joined the Navy on a whim. Mm-hmm. I, my cousin at the, while we were in high school, my cousin was attending West Point Army Academy. And we visited him, and that was kind of when I first had in my mind that maybe it would be something I would want to do mm-hmm. to join the military. And... Um, I was simultaneously looking into all different schools and kind of was pretty sure I wanted to pursue something in the medical field. And it just kind of all fell into place by going to University of Pennsylvania for nursing and um, with the Navy ROTC scholarship. Mm-hmm. So once I decided to take that route, I knew I was going to that school for to study nursing and also simultaneously do the um, ROTC training. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, basically... So, you knew this was the plan. Well, what it kind of all fell into place when I got the nursing scholarship for nursing school at Penn. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I didn't really know much about the military or what it meant to be an officer in the military. My first year there... Um, Actually, the week before kind of classes started in orientation, you go through kind of a little mini boot camp. Mm-hmm. It's not actually boot camp, but it's um, an indoctrination week yeah. where, you know, they yell at you and you have to get up early and sleep on cots <laughs> and all that sort of thing. And I immediately bonded with some of the people that I went through that through that with. Um, and then the summer after my freshman year was um, a training where they sent me on a Navy ship. And I think that was when I really got more excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on a Navy ship. Um, it was part of my required training. And um, I f- they flew, put me on a flight to um, meet the ship in the Philippines. And I got on board and we traveled from there to both Thailand and Singapore. And mm-hmm. that was where you really learn about sea life and you kind of learn, get your sea legs and learn what it's yeah. like to be out at sea. And, what um, year was this, you said? It was the summer after my freshman year of college. Okay. So that's really early. That's pretty really early. Really early. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I was exposed to kind of new countries that I'd never yeah, had yeah, that opportunity seriously. before, mm-hmm. and I also kind of got a feel for what it felt like to be in the Navy. A lot of the missions and a lot of the things that I was um, seeing or got to hear about were humanitarian type missions. So one of them was where um, we got to get on board to this little craft utility boat that came off of the big ship that we were on, and we went to this small kind of island in the Philippines and picked up a bunch of Navy construction workers that had just built a schoolhouse for the local village Hmm. there. Yeah. And so we pull up on this little craft boat. We're picking up these construction workers, and the villagers were literally playing music and waving at us, Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of along for the ride, (laughs) but it, it <laughs> it it, it um, kind of made me excited for any type of opportunities or humanitarian type things that I could do as a Navy nurse. Mm-hmm. That's um, so cool. Do you not get seasick? You do. We did get a little you seasick. Did. Do you um, have any in fact, tricks? when whenever <laughs> um, 
whenever we're out at sea and on even on these big ships, um, and you know, I work in the medical department, but we always have pretty much like a candy bowl of um, oh. seasick medicine yeah. that people can come and grab when the yeah. seas get a little like rocky. Dramamine or whatever? Uh, meclizine oh. is the drug of choice. <laughs> does it not make you drowsy? It does. Oh, it does? Oh, so no. you either have to decide oh, no. to be drowsy or decide to be... Queasy. <laughs> I'm, I'm notoriously seasick. Me too. All the time. Um, you but get, whenever but I you take probably, that stuff, I straight up pass out. You get yeah, a little out. used to it, but there are people that even are in the Navy that mm-hmm. work on ships for a while that never really get over it yeah. and just yeah. kind of have to power through. Oh, it's just yeah. part of the day. Yeah. What yeah. would you say, like, I know it's probably never the same, but what would you say a typical day was like? Um, for just sea life in general? Yeah. Um, well, for... I was at sea in two different two different periods of time. One was the training, um, and one was for a deployment that I was on um, last year. Um, and the deployment, I was kind of more employed, I guess, versus just training. So um, for that kind of day-to-day schedule, I was on board um, as the emergency room nurse in case anything went down anything Mm -hmm. um either there were casualties with the troops that we were supporting on ground or um any emergency that happened on ship so I was kind of always kind of on a call in case something in case something happened but because I was there as the emergency room nurse there weren't a lot of daily tasks for me to do so we worked out a lot to pass (laughs) the time um and um ship life is kind of a combination I described from being in college, it's kind of like dorm style living where mm-hmm. you have roommates and your buddies d- down the hall, and um, it can be a kind of like high school drop because people mm-hmm. people can <laughs> gossip and you know there are oh, yeah. little things to talk about. But it's also a lot like being in prison because your day's structured around maybe um, you know everyone gets up around the same time. Every there's breakfast hours. Everyone's wearing a uniform. Mm-hmm. The structure. Um, there's yeah. the structure. So um, my structure would be, yep, you know, making maybe waking up early in the morning to exercise, then um, breakfast, then our medical team would form up and um, either talk about things that were going on. We would maybe do some training or we would do some practice drills as if an emergency might happen, how we would prepare mm. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, if there were upcoming missions that go- were going on that we were supporting that for the troops on the ground, we would... Um, set up all the equipment, get everything ready to go, and kind of talk through how we would prepare for um, in case we would get a casualty on board. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of my job was to make sure um, everybody was kind of where they were, were supposed to be, what their roles would be. Um, were our blood products ready? Were our medications ready? (laughs) Blood Um, products. Was I ready? Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, and where were you thing. stationed during this time? Or can you not say? We were um, in the Mediterranean. Okay. We were in the Mediterranean, um, kind of off the coast of North Africa. Okay. So, um, wow. So you, with your naval career, you first were in Bethesda, Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there you went to Guam. Guam. For two years. And then it was after Guam you were technically stationed out of North Carolina. Out of North Carolina, and then from there deployed on the ship. Right. Okay. So that was okay. your last one you had, right? For yes. like three years? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That was, that's the... Do you have any crazy stories? Like something that you would like, that was an absolutely wild experience. Mm. That's such a broad question. But. Didn't you travel with someone on a plane to LA at one point? 
who like you had to accompany them on a flight? I did. So when I lived in Guam, um, there was a patient who um, we had taken care of in the emergency room um, on that island who was in a horrible car accident. Um, and I got to take care of him the night shift where he was injured, ended up becoming a quadriplegic because of that car accident. Um, and I actually had to transfer him in an ambulance from our, our hospital to the local hospital where he had neurosurgery to stabilize his fractures in his, um, um, spine, I guess the fractures he had, um, and then he ended up coming back to our hospital and was stabilized and everything. But um, I then had got to go along and fly him from Guam to California to do his rehab several weeks later once he was kind of stable. So it was really neat to kind of see him all the way through mm-hmm. initial injury to rehab. Um, and I'm still, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually still in touch. In fact, we send Christmas cards back and forth um, with. <laughs> His wife, who was um, a, a Japanese lady, who he, um, I traveled with um, mm-hmm. on that trip, and her, her English wasn't super strong, mm-hmm. so uh, we were kind of dealing with that because we actually did stop through um, Japan on the way. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm still in touch with um, with them. Yeah, um, that's cute. So that was that was a really memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really memorable patient interaction I had. Um, yeah, but most of your experiences like. ER and trauma based, right? Most, yes. Mm-hmm. Like um, in Bethesda, were you in the trauma center? Well, in Bethesda, I, um, I was working with trauma patients who mm-hmm. um, all my patients were basically um, wounded vets coming back from Afghanistan. So, mm. yeah, um, yeah, multiple amputees, um, and um, a lot of them were freshly injured. You know, some of them had gotten, were in explosions and stuff that had happened sometimes as early as a week prior right. to me having them. And mm-hmm. then they were on our floor for months um, undergoing surgeries and um, to the point where they were, were able to be discharged and do rehab. So, yeah. so yeah. Did you ever have points when you were doing this work where you either thought, I don't, I don't know if this is for me, or did you have more experiences like when you're in the thick of it doing it like this is what I'm supposed to be doing? The latter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you That's feel awesome. like you've really made the right Absolutely. Choice. In That's fact, awesome. um, I want to still do trauma. So right. I want to um, continue doing trauma as a nurse practitioner after I do grad school. Yeah. So yeah. your grad school, what what will you technically, this is for a master's or a doctorate? It's a ma- just a master's um, as a nurse practitioner. Nurse practitioner. Acute okay. care nurse practitioner. Okay. And you so. do trauma. Mm-hmm. Which you're okay. fully prepared for now. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Are you kidding? More prepared than yeah. me. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's like, see, you're the, you have the kind of job that I feel like I could literally never do. You but... are a little always queasy with <laughs> some uh, blood and guts. And <laughs> yeah. <stuff. laughs> I mean, I couldn't watch the birth video in health class. That's right. I mean, yep. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah. I think so... you get that from your mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She passed out waiting to get her ears pierced. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, Peggy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it's so interesting to me that there are people like you in the world oh my who gosh. can do that job. But I could, I, I just couldn't do it, you know. But then other people look at my job and think, just oh, I, how do you I do don't that? have that level of creativity. And for me, it's in our... just like, that's just what I do, right? Yeah. You know, but yeah. for right. you, the, you know, working in trauma and doing medical Well, just stuff being and... so good under pressure. Well, mm-hmm. I think there's nothing, 
better than when someone has that, when you, when people have, um, are doing what they really enjoy and are passionate and good at. Mm-hmm. Um, because not everybody has that or not, yeah. not everybody finds yeah. that. Or I think that's something we all want to find. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, That's like a lot of people we know are still searching. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, So Mm -hmm. when you kind of fall into maybe what, you know, your niche or what you are are passionate about, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. And your time like definitely opened you up to like so much humanitarian things that you probably wouldn't have been exposed to unless you were a part of, you know, Mm -hmm. the the military. Like this is like something that many people who go for nursing don't ever get to experience because they're just not in that environment. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, the military definitely gave me a lot of really unique um, nursing experiences. Mm -hmm. That definitely is a huge, like, thing that I don't think many people even can fathom. In addition to being good under pressure and, like, being prepared and knowing all of your stuff, it's now you're in a completely different environment. You have a lot of external things that are not, like, you cannot control. Yeah, (laughs) You just have to roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But so since you've transition out of the Navy, which are you technically retired? I forget. What do you call Separated. 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 Have you consciously uncoupled? (laughs) Yeah. Consciously uncoupled from separated and happily Um, divorced. Yeah. 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 I'm ready Um, for my next life. Yeah. Um, but in your, so you've kind of taken a year off and you've been traveling a lot to like visit friends and family and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I know in a lot of your travels, you've also been doing kind of more humanitarian work while you've been traveling. So is that something that it's now just kind of part of what you do? Like, does it feel weird for you to go on a trip and not do something like that? Like, do you feel better when you're being productive in that way? Kind of. I think because I've got out of the Navy, I've had about six months where I um, am transitioning into my grad school program. So I think I really liked the idea of maybe more purposeful travel or Mm -hmm. more purposeful vacationing. So um, when soon after I got out of the Navy, in fact, when I was still considered on terminal leave where um, all of your vacation days that maybe they didn't grant you or you never took, you're on at the end right. um, mm-hmm. until they, you're done and, you know, you're, pay, you're not getting a paycheck anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I traveled to, I did a month-long road trip in California with um, one of my college friends and we, we volunteered with a surf camp for wounded vets. Um, So basically, we were on the shoreline duty, and um, um, it's an organization that does this regularly for either wounded, combat wounded vets or military service members who might have other um, medical or psychological issues, Um, and basically they're using surfing as a form of kind of therapy. Therapy. That's amazing. Um, So yeah, there was was one colonel who was a... um, I think he was a dentist in in the army and had gotten a really really bad case of the shingles that caused him to even have neurological damage and paralysis a few months prior well he was still kind of weak on his legs and he was very kind of fearful of the water and we had to help push him over the waves and he was basically just boogie boarding or kind of Mm -hmm. um, body surfing for the good portion of the the week well then by the end they had him standing up riding a wave Hmm. riding a wave wow. in um, with each e- each of them were paired with an individual surf instructor but mm-hmm. it was so neat and it, I just think that was a really cool so yeah I, I mm-hmm. think I am drawn to kind of um, 
I don't know, being in that sort of role. Yeah. Um, and then I got to go on a week-long trip to the Dominican Republic with um, an organization called the World Blindness Outreach, where I was with a team of surgeons doing cataract procedures and um, strabismus procedures, which is the cross-eyed um, okay. repair oh. for a lot of children that have um, cross Mm-hmm. Cross-eyed syndrome, I guess. I don't know what the technical term is. <laughs> yeah, is the yeah, technical yeah. term, but I got to be um, part of the surgical team and um, hand the little instruments to the surgeons as they were doing that in the Dominican Republic for just people that otherwise would have never been able to have this procedure done or would have ever been able to afford it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that was really neat, too. Yeah. Did you get hooked up with those through your military service? The Operation Surf, I would say I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say just because because I worked with a lot of those types of patients, I really was interested mm-hmm. in that. And I have been doing a, trying to do a little bit of learning how to surf myself. And mm-hmm. um, when I have lived in beachy areas, and I want to say I saw a Netflix documentary about the organization oh. and then sought it out. So I think my military That's experiences cool. helped attract me to that organization, but mm-hmm. it was something that I just kind of sought out. Yeah. Um, and then the World Blindness Outreach is actually um, a connection through my parents, um, through my dad's Rotarian club. Um, the mm. eye surgeon who started the organization is in a, a local Rotarian um, philanthropic yeah. group. Mm-hmm. And my parents had also participated in a little bit in the past. So yeah, is there anything that you would want to do in the future? Um, I would totally go on another trip like that. Um, totally, and and be able to anywhere I would be able to use maybe more medical skills and that sort of thing, or or maybe in, where I could be in a position where I would be able to do even more um, um, medical. Mm-hmm. give more medical care and that sort of thing. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, totally. That's cool. So you mentioned about surfing. Did you do some of that when you were living in Guam? I did a little bit in Guam, a little bit in Hawaii when I was on a layover from the nice. trip from the trip that I <laughs> brought the patient them, yeah. back. <laughs> we so had you went little... to Japan and Hawaii. Hawaii. Nice. <laughs> and in California. I had a little bit of a layover yeah. and um, got to go take some surf lessons and um, and then in North Carolina, mostly in North Carolina, oh, okay. um, I lived about ten minutes from uh-huh. Surf the Surf City Pier, and um, one of my really good friends and neighbors um, was in the apartment complex that I lived, and she was a good surf buddy too. And um, so yeah, That's so cool. yeah. Um, and fun. then in Panama, I got to do some too, which was another trip I've done mm-hmm. um, since I've been out of the Navy. So dang. And then so when you're in the Navy, you gone to Japan because mm-hmm. like when you were stationed in Guam you were able to take some really cool trips yes mm-hmm. and like you said you've been to the Philippines and Thailand mm-hmm. so where else have you been you were in Greece for a little bit right on from the ship on the ship I was able to visit um Italy Spain and Greece yeah and I because our friend got married the one weekend and I wasn't sure if she was coming and I texted her and I said are you coming to his wedding? And she said, no, I'm in Greece right now. Was that Mark's wedding? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was like, in Greece. Oh, I guess yeah. you're not coming. Then. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we did, even though we were mostly out at sea, we did get some port calls and get to visit some of those some of those places. Um, it was a little bit more structured because mm-hmm. you have curfews and mm-hmm. um, drinking um, 
rules and um, buddy systems that, you know, you're mm. still deployed, so you have to really be... Yeah. Um, it's, it was very structured, so I didn't get to... I didn't have the liberty to get to go see and do whatever I wanted. Probably the way you guys have visited Italy... My tour of Italy was a lot more structured. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah. I did eat a lot of pizza in Italy. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> and then from Guam, I did get to do some travel to another Micronesian island, Saipan. Mm. Um, yeah, Japan, mostly Tokyo, Singapore. Mm. What do you think is your favorite place you visited? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. What's your favorite place? I would say... I would say Panama. Yeah? Wow. Panama was where I um, was since I've been out. And I think my reason for that is during the time that I was there doing the Spanish immersion program, I was living with a host family and um, speaking the language. So that was the closest I've ever gotten to really deeply experiencing another culture, right. I would say. Um, and you know, I got to the point where I was getting to know maybe my Spanish professor at a, at a very personal level and really kind of understanding her way of life and the culture and, um, and that sort of thing. So I, I really enjoy that. And I really enjoy, um, yeah, I think, um, the culture and the music and the dancing and the, um, the Spanish language I've been, um, trying to learn, get better at speaking Spanish and everything. So, Mm -hmm. um, that would be probably the, the, um, foreign country that I visited that I've enjoyed the most. Um, but when I lived in Guam, Mm -hmm. I had a blast. Um, but I don't really consider that traveling because it is a U.S. territory and, Mm -hmm. um, I was stationed there, so it wasn't necessarily a vacation, Mm -hmm. even though my two years being stationed there very much did feel like I was on a tropical Tropical island, living the island life. Although I must say yours caution with scuba diving I do get a little bit of that anxiety with yeah, scuba diving I can't too. I definitely I can't I still I definitely prefer my head above water oh, yeah <laughs> I did some great scuba diving um but sure. I preferred um like you I kind of prefer Snorkel. my head above yeah, above yeah. water <laughs> give me yes. control yes yeah. <laughs> I'd also like to have some like floaties you yeah. know I was just gonna say one thing that I I just realized the number one reason why I feel like I just look at you and I'm like holy crap, this is just, like, something I can't even wrap my head around, is that the ocean really scares me. Yeah. Like, it scares me, too. The open ocean. So I'm also never going on a darkness. cruise. Yeah, I know. I can't. I just, there's something about it that's, like, powerful and scary. It is powerful. Yeah. And it's just the elements and... The ocean has powers. Yeah. It does. It really does. Did you and ever yeah. have any fearful moments like that? Um... Or were you pretty While much... on the ship? Yeah, or... Um, no, I mean, I always... I never felt um, unsafe from the water, I guess, when mm-hmm. I was on the ship. Um, but um, if anything, it was just really neat to be out there. And um, yeah. there would be some evenings where you might be standing on the helicopter flight deck on in the middle of the ocean and... It was just beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. seeing all the blue and whether it was at nighttime where you could see all the stars and there's something very, I don't know, maybe peaceful about it mm-hmm. too. Where, yeah. um, and that's the thing when you're in these, when you're, it's its own world kind of. And, um, you know, I wasn't 
necessarily connected to all the social media and you're kind right, of you're your disconnected. Own, you're disconnected. Yeah. You're in your own world. There's an it's an another world happening almost like another city with just keeping the ship running and keeping the day-to-day activities going. Um, But there was, um, it was really cool where um, when maybe the seas weren't as heavy and things were not as busy, I guess, on the ship, um, there was one or two times where the captain would come overhead and say, swim call, and people that weren't actively engaged in their job at the time um, were able to change into, you know, athletic clothes and line up and we all we were able to jump into the Mediterranean cool. Sea. But That's it cool. but this is how structured it was. You jump in, you get maybe five minutes tops and then you swim from one area to the next and get right back in. But <laughs> for everybody that was just so Yeah. Relieving and so fun just to be able to jump in the Mediterranean Sea, you know, yeah. in the middle of our deployment. So that was wow. really fun. But but yeah, there are I understand where um the, the, I don't know it's what scary it is sometimes too. Yeah. Um, with maybe scuba diving very in at very um, mm. deep levels can be a little freaky. And yeah. Sometimes um, for me, it probably comes down to a lack of control. Yeah, I was gonna say. You I know? feel like we were just talking about how not only are you in the open ocean sometimes, but yeah. you're also like you have no control over what's gonna come your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in all aspects of what you're doing there. Right. Right. Which is yeah. terrifying. It is. <laughs> that really I like being near out. the water. I like yeah. being near the water. Do you think in, in an beach. ideal world you'd mm-hmm. live by the water? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, with mm-hmm. surfing. Yeah. I would totally yeah. live That's how I feel, too. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be, like, in it. You know? <laughs> so you're like, no, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would. Yeah. I mean, it's, as long as the conditions were safe, I mm-hmm. totally would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I try to be smart about yeah, when yeah. I venture out. but um. Well, you've certainly seen a lot of the world from many vantage points. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the military helped yeah. gave me those opportunities, really, yeah. mostly. So mm-hmm. what will you miss about the Navy, and what will you not miss about being in the Navy? I will not miss some of the silly rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> There's a lot to, of structure. Having yeah. to wear my hair in the tight bun every day. Oh, and yeah. yes, ma'am, the no, sir, and... Um, the the structure and mm-hmm. kind of the rigidity, mm-hmm. um, where sometimes it doesn't allow for creativity or yeah. um, that sort of thing. Um, so I won't miss that. Um, I will miss the people and the camaraderie because when you kind of have some of the um, silly roles or the uncomfortable situations, a lot of times mm-hmm. you really bond and mm-hmm. it becomes. Do you kind of feel like you're at summer camp all the time? Kind of, (laughs) yes, totally. Especially when you're involved, yeah. And the deployment felt a lot like that too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I definitely will miss those buddies and and that sort of thing. But but I still I still keep in touch with those people and Mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah because you've made a lot of good friends through the navy and stuff. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it would be hard not to bond with people in that situation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've met some awesome. really great people. Okay, so next you are going to grad school to become a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. So from there then, you'll just have to see where you end up getting Where the, the job, job lands me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so how many years of school is that going to be? It's only about a year. It's oh, only wow. a year? It's 15 months. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a straight through full-time program. So summer, summer, including summer sessions. 
Okay, so, so you'll be, be busy. Powering through. Yeah. Powering through. So when will you graduate from that? Like, In June of 2020. Oh. Wow, that's mm-hmm. not that far away. No. <laughs> Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. how does it feel knowing that, well. like, this new chapter is about to start? I'm excited. Because this structural life that you're so used to is now, I mean, you've been traveling and you've had this time free, but now it's, like, I'm ready. a new thing. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but I'm ready. Um, I know it'll be probably um, busy in the academically yeah. challenging and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely excited um, because of where I did have a lot of great experiences and have, you know, seen a lot um the last little bit on my deployment was kind of boring um, when it came to my nursing mm-hmm. skills, I guess, um, because we, we weren't getting any casualties or I wasn't able to really kind of put my nursing skills into right. practice, which is a good thing, but um, but I do want to be able to do that. And so... Tap into ad- what you've learned. And, advancing my yeah. degree and um, working in the civilian hospitals will allow me to actually put everything into practice. Oh, yeah. 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 Cool. Well, we have a couple. These are going to be questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like your next, dream destination. Yeah. Like, what's your dream destination right now that you haven't been to? Um, or I think you wanna I want to do yeah. Ma- Machu Picchu. Oh yeah. Mm. I think that would be what I want to do. Hiking next. the whole thing. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, didn't you hike Mount Everest or something? Mount Fuji. Okay. Oh I my did. gosh, you did. Yes. Mm-hmm. As someone who's been to Japan, I commend you because when you when you see Mount Fuji, it's it's in, I mean it's in all this art, right? It's everywhere. Right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. all the um, But when you see it, it's yeah, just so epic. So big. Yeah, it's just huge. Wow. It was cool. It was yeah. Cool. It was a f- fun adventure. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Mount Fuji. So next is... Machu Picchu, I Machu think. Picchu. In Peru, Peru no. right? Yeah. Okay. And the, and the llamas? You want, or wait, are they... Yeah, they're llamas, right? I don't know. Or whatever. Alpacas. The, alpacas. I don't know. I've seen pictures. <laughs> I've seen recent pictures about um, Machu Picchu. That's great. Picchu, so I think that would be Have amazing. you been to South America yet? No, just um, Central America. Okay. Just Central America. So cool. Working my way. Working my Go way your down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so cool. All right, so what's your perfect pizza? How would you describe it? Have you had the perfect pizza? Mm, good question. Um, it's a hard I don't question. know if I it's have one, question. so I'll, I'll make it up on the spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I honestly love um, veggie pizza. Okay. Loaded with, I, would okay. Want, I would want a pizza with a, loaded with toppings, all kinds of and veggies. Veggies? Veggies, cheese, sure. Okay. Tomato um, base? Like would, a veggie supreme? Veggie supreme. Yeah. That would be my, that would be my pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Olives? Yes. Okay. Olives, She's broccoli. She's not holding back. Olives, broccoli, red yeah. onion. That sounds um, like an Ellen pizza. Artichokes, maybe? Yeah, go for it. Why not? Um, mm. What kind of crust do you like? Do you like like thin, a wood-fired or you like thin crust? Wood-fired, totally. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like a real nice yeah. veggie pizza. Okay. And crispy. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever dunked your pizza in ranch? Not really. No. No. <laughs> That's my like but, um, dirty little secret. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I have done the, um, is it the Papa John's garlic mm. sauce? Oh. Yeah. I've done We're, that. Yeah, girl. We're divided on Bring that. Bring it on. Bring it on. I love that. I on. hate that stuff. No, I Bring love that on. stuff. And in then fact, I, would, I hate Papa John's and it's like 80% do, because of that sauce. Do you really? We I do. Oh we God. used to follow, follow. They would always be followed by all those cynistics too. After with the, yeah, <laughs> with the cynistics, Domino's. Though? I think she wasn't Shalene. Um, 
I want to say we used, that was like our go-to. We well, were, our basketball team, we used to always get Domino's. And that's when I first started realizing how good it was. We would get the pepperoni <laughs> pizza from Domino's and the Cinestics. Oh, Sanchez well, I'm would thinking, always order it. Yes, the Cinestics, yes. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yep, yep. <laughs> they were great. Yeah. They were great. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay, All this right, or so that. Have this or that. This is like okay. rapid fire. Okay. Okay, don't cheat. Don't, I'm ready. Don't think, okay. don't overthink it. You have to answer fast. Okay. okay, ready? This or that. Aisle seat or window seat? Window. Greece or Guam? Guam. Uh, on land or on a ship? Land. Cookies or pizza? Cookies. Ooh. Surfing or snorkeling? Surfing. <laughs> New York slice or a Sicilian pie? New York. First class or direct flight? Direct flight. Cooking or dine out? Dine out. Salty or sweet? Sweet. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought you were such a sweet. I would have thought you were more salty. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised you picked cookies sweet over pizza. I have a sweet tooth. Yeah. But you're good at, like, holding back. I'm not. Not all the time. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> it's in front of me. I'm having it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. Yeah. Okay, so this is where we, as you know, we do a listener question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is from Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is one of, like, the <clears throat> early ones we got <laughs> um, before we started. Okay, so the question is, as a working adult, do you make an active effort to study things beyond what is required for work? So what about is you? Is this just for me? For, for all, all of us. us. Yeah. I do. Like, what, like, yeah, what so, do you, like, yeah, what do you what, like to study? Or learn about? Yeah. Um, trauma, trauma. So, um, whether it be through podcasts or, um, nursing journals. So I, um, do you mean like emotional, like how people respond to trauma? No, I'm talking more, um, f- physical, physical trauma. trauma. Um, okay. so how we okay. resuscitate. So, oh. um, you know, how- but that's like related to your work. Right. Okay. Is that what the question is? It can it can be that um, like like what do you like, oh you mean things outside of what, I mean that's beyond what's required oh, you know your skills yeah so I yeah. I would say when it comes to um, I do like to kind of read up on things in my field mm-hmm. to so you go above and beyond and you're actually interested to in those topics really dig yeah. Into yeah stuff yeah about mm-hmm. the late the latest yeah. the latest topics or mm-hmm. and you're listening to it in all sorts of mediums podcasts books, journals journals books. what yeah. kind of podcasts are you listening to about that. There's one um, called Traumacast. Okay. Oh my gosh! There's a, literally a podcast totally for not everything. The yeah. Podcast arena that I'm in. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, there's uh, what other medical ones have I done? Um, there's some just emergency nursing ones. So okay. M crit. This is a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it. Do you like Grey's Anatomy? I do. I haven't seen it all the way through. I was. Actually, I've always wondered, like, if nurses and doctors look at that and they're like, "This is horrible." Like, I was more of a fan of the show Nurse Jackie. Okay. Did okay. you watch that one? No, but I know. I know of the show. She, yeah, I've um, heard of that. She's an ER nurse. Yeah. She ends up becoming um, hooked on yes. painkillers. Yeah. But <laughs> I thought she was just a badass nurse. Yeah. She would get it done, and she would always take good care of her patients, even though her home life and her personal life was, was a mess. mess. Yeah. Um, I just thought she it was great. So yeah. I I I like that show. <laughs> so you do watch like oh, you yeah. know, but you know, I was yeah. always curious. Yeah. Some people love Grey's Anatomy, but they have no clue. 
what the heck is going on? And I feel like as someone who's a professional in that field, right, you could be like, right. oh, come on. Like, well, there, there <laughs> sure are definitely are. things that are inaccurate when it comes to tasks that yeah. which, who does mm-hmm. what, whether the doctors do a certain task or yeah. the nurses or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's still entertaining. Yeah. yeah. So you're actually digging into a lot of stuff. So yeah, I like for to dig career. Um, anything and then, outside of like. Well, that? I would say yeah. So for example, right now I'm really um, pushing Spanish. So mm-hmm. um, I did a study abroad program um, in Panama to learn Spanish for a month, and I study a little bit of that every day too. That's and awesome. I, cool. Duolingo. Um, I do Rosetta Stone. Okay, so and you're I, like in it to win it. I'm in it, and I <laughs> yeah. just um, I just kind of try to read things in Spanish, um, and when I, I volunteer at a um, clinic in, in Lebanon, a free health clinic, and a lot of those patients there are Spanish-speaking, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I always try to seek out opportunities to practice that. So That's I would say that would yeah. be another yeah. thing lately that I've been digging into mm-hmm. outside yeah. of That's work. That's great, yeah. Yeah, outside of work. So, yeah. Um, I kind of so, yeah. wish I had taken Spanish in high school. Meets, well, I took it in college, but I kind of like well, it wasn't until I immersed it. that I really, really yeah. got into it. But mm-hmm. um, but what about you guys? For you? Well, for me, I mean, my day job is creative and mm-hmm. art-based. But for me, outside of work, it's more like the cooking and the baking interest and then the blogging and podcasting. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of my focuses outside. Yeah, you and I are similar in that our jobs are not really related specifically to what Mm -hmm. we're doing outside of work. I mean, yours is more art. Like, I do my illustrations for my blog, but, like... But it's not in the style that you do for work. Right. It's not the same thing. It's a different style. Right. Honestly, I'm not really immersing myself in art stuff outside Mm -hmm. of work, and I think it's one of those things where my job is creative. I do artwork. And also art is something I've just kind of done my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I went to art school. I got deep into it mm-hmm. in there. And now that I'm out of it and it's my job, like, I don't need that outside of work. Where I feel like Luke, he's very much into reading no, about artists. Yeah. And he loves all that. Whereas I'm kind of, like, over it <laughs> in some yeah. ways. And so my my creativity outside of work is more with, like, the recipes and baking mm-hmm. And doing the blog and the mm-hmm. podcast, like yeah. those kind of creative endeavors, yeah, that are in a different category, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of that a thing. makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Looks like invested in being an artist, like he capital is. A artist, you know. Uh huh. While as you you use those practical skills mm-hmm. that you've learned, yeah, every day, it is almost yeah. like my art art skills are practical skills to me. Right. They're not necessarily that, yeah, that's, creative. that's what I mean, yeah. I actually use my art skills more in a very, like, practical way than yeah. in a creative way. Because like you're drawing something. Yeah, my job is actually only, like, I'd call it, like, 20% creative and 80% just production. But I also like that. Mm-hmm. And I listen to podcasts, so it's, like, my brain's creative in other ways while I'm mm-hmm. doing that work that I like. I mean, it's creative compared to a lot of people's jobs, mm-hmm. but then me actually creating content is more like with the blog and the podcast and making food and exploring yeah. that area. Yeah. Yeah. 
But what about you with like music? Because you're a music teacher. <laughs> I know. So you you're kind of the same, right? You yeah. Don't really do music stuff so outside of work. I and actually, what age of music? I teach middle school, so middle sixth school. grade through eighth grade. And I was just thinking the same thing. Like I feel like I treat the my ability to sing and my ability to play piano like mm-hmm. a practical skill. Like yeah. if I was playing piano today, like to record something for the for the choir, and I was just like, I don't even think about the fact that this is something I just know how to do and I can just sit there. It's just part of the job. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, I don't even have a keyboard in our apartment Mm -hmm. because I'm just so, I use that skill every day. And I know that there's a piano waiting for me if I wanted to play, I could play it. Um, (laughs) And, but, you know, and I never really went to school thinking I was going to be like a singer or a musician, I guess. Mm -hmm. I was more into like the theater side of things. Yeah. For a long time, I thought I was going to be an actor. Um, which I was like, "Mm, no, No. but, um, basically, yeah, like same thing. I sort of like the job is, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not really sitting down and thinking about theory and thinking about, you know, lyrics or or, that's not the creative aspect of what I'm doing. I'm Mm -hmm. teaching more of like arts appreciation, music history. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love teaching those things because I think arts education is really important and kids are like, you're so into this. And I'm like, yeah, I love this. But (laughs) when I leave, it's almost like I have two separate lives because I don't even touch that side Mm -hmm. until I'm back at work again. So when I'm outside of work, I'm talking, I'm literally writing Mm -hmm. editing and it mostly has to do with travel okay travel or like free verse poetry related to travel or discovery Mm -hmm. um which I do for Dame Traveler which is like something that I do but then Mm -hmm. I always feel like I like maybe every couple years I hit a point where I want to try something new like I talked on our last episode that I'm going to try video right which is a whole new world that Mm -hmm. I don't even know but I feel like maybe maybe it's just my personality but I just want to keep learning things constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we're both kind yeah. of like self-taught photographers, too. Like yeah, I wanted to learn how to do, do that. Yeah, For ourselves, for our yeah. blogs and stuff. To complement your other right. yeah. projects. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously travel is a huge thing that I love to do, but I cannot do travel <laughs> outside of work every day. That would not be logistically <laughs> possible. But yeah. doing the things that, like, supplement that, like, photography or video, like, or mm-hmm. writing about travel, that's something that... Mm-hmm. I do a lot. But actually, I might be kind of crazy because I think I might get a dual cert in social studies. Oh. To teach that? Yeah, because I love world history. Oh. Like, so much. But it's... See that? Yeah. I don't but know. But your travel is kind of... Yeah. I know. So I'm talking helping to... you gain more of appreciation for that. I feel like Luke always makes fun of me because I know geography really well. He's just like, how do you know that the Congo River is in Central Africa I'm and goes so on? I'm so bad at geography. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm really good at geography. <laughs> but then I was thinking, I was like, oh, I could see myself if, you know, if I, God forbid, I were to lose my job or something and I needed to find a different job. If I just had to do a certain social studies, I could make that work. Mm-hmm. But also, it's something I want to learn anyway. I want to learn more about mm-hmm. world history and... I don't know. I think that would be really fun. So I feel like yeah. every, like, couple years I reach this point where I'm like, and now I'm going to go learn this. Interested in something yeah. new. But mm-hmm. I also feel like, I don't know if you feel this way at all, but it's sort of like you become a master of none mm. because I'm constantly just mm-hmm. sort of dabbling in things. Right. But I, I don't know. Like, life is short. Why not mm-hmm. try things? We've always kind of been involved in all kinds oh, of things. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you guys were both athletes. Yeah, we were athletes. We were musicians. And, like, you were in choir? Band. Yeah, I was in choir. Yeah. What did and you, the chamber singers. Did you play the flute? Look at you. 
in middle school. I don't think I. Oh, you didn't made stick with band through the. I don't think high so. School? Oh, but okay. I, we sang. We sang all the way. Through. Yeah, we were both in the choir. I played piano and percussion like all through mm-hmm. high school and middle school. Um, but we did. You, were you in youth and government? Mm-hmm. Yes, we did that. We did all kinds. Yeah, you dabbled we did, in like, a lot of things. Everything. But yeah. it, it's nice to kind of been able to do different things and mm-hmm. be able to talk about all kinds of different subjects versus yeah. just only knowing everything about right. one. And that's, yeah. I feel like that's true. The way we grew up is part of the way, part of the reason why I am so bad at relaxing. Like we're not the type to come home from work and just watch TV all night. Like you're studying Spanish and listening to podcasts about trauma, mm-hmm. you know, when, <laughs> yeah. when you get off the clock and, yeah. you know, Laura and I come home and we work on our blogs and we do the podcast and we're editing photos and I'm doing recipe development and, and I'm writing cookbooks, and, you yeah. know, like I watch TV while I'm eating dinner and then I go mm-hmm. do my fake other jobs. Here's a question. If you could like abandon everything that you've learned so far and do something else, would you? As or, like a, as, as a, a day job? job? Yeah. It sounds like you're really I don't think I would. You're in your thing. Yeah. Yeah. If I wasn't doing my actual job I have now, I'd either want to be like a freelance illustrator or a full-time blogger, content creator, or a full-time baker. Like, honestly, though, if I could just make cookies all day and, like, listen to podcasts and music Mm -hmm. and then, like, hand them off to someone who's going to go sell them, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Would you? Yeah, I would. I would definitely be a travel writer. Um, I would definitely do something that's, like, location-independent. Um, you know, let's see more of the world. But I wouldn't want to write about, I don't know. I'd have to be kind of a niche travel writer. It would have to be something more, like, yeah. focused. I really, right. yeah. It would have to be something, a publication or something that I really, mm-hmm. really like. Right. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, recommendations. Let's I have to go, it. I have to go grab mine. Okay. All right, Ellen, what's your recommendation? Okay, so my recommendation, like I mentioned, I did a month in Panama studying Spanish, and I did it through a program, um, a school called Habla Ya, and um, uh, es la mejor manera de aprender español. It's the best way to learn Spanish, because um, the school was great, it was super fun, there are people there from um, all over the world that um, come in various levels and live with host families or lives in town and um, the school offers a lot of different um, activities you can do whether it be watching movies outside of class and where I did that um, in Bocas del Toro um, was kind of a fun beachy surf town too so when we weren't in class studying Spanish we were on the beach or surfing mm. or drinking pina coladas or awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, mingling nice. with mis amigas yeah so um so I recommend that for someone that might want to immerse in the Spanish Immersion, language yeah. and um and what was that called again habla ya oh what does that mean uh I s- speak net already or uh, oh. hablar is to speak and ya is already Oh, so okay. I think it means kind of like quickly learn or yeah, um, yeah. So habla cool. ya Spanish schools is my recommendation. Okay, sounds great. Dang, what's yours, Sarah? Um, so my recommendation is an Instagram. <laughs> okay. Um, 
You probably already follow it, Laura. Yeah. Jess Rona Grooming on Instagram. No, I don't. You don't follow? No. Okay. What is it? Jess Rona. So J-E-S-S-R-O-N-A. Looking it up. Jess Rona Grooming. Oh, wait. No. Was she on Natch Butte? Yeah. Okay. So she's a dog groomer. Um, Jess Rona. Found it. Yeah. These pups. So she is a dog groomer out in LA. Um, <laughs> she grooms Chooch, who you should also follow. I do follow Chooch on Instagram. Who is um, Jackie from Natch Butte? Her dog Chooch is a sweet, sweet angel. Um, but she does these slow mo videos of the dogs, like um, after when she groomed. turns on the fan, or it's kind of sometimes it's a before and after. Like you see the dog before the haircut, and then it cuts to after. But she does really amazing music for them. So, like, I'm going to click on one and see what this music is. (laughs) (laughs) And it cuts to the new haircut. But these dogs are, they're all so chill. I swear she's a dog whisperer. Yeah, because dog grooming is not a chill thing if the dog's freaking out. (laughs) Um, But she has so many videos like that. And she also has a book out um, because her Instagram kind of blew up. But she's been on a couple podcasts. Um, Also, if you follow her Insta stories, you'll get to see the different dogs she's working with. She just works out of her garage. And also, she's like a self-taught almost dog groomer. She She decided she wanted to be one, and then I think she kind of was like an apprentice to a couple people but she's developed her own style and it might cost even more now but i think she charges like 250 dollars oh my for gosh a <laughs> for groom, one wow for wow. grooming so yeah she's legit she's working out in la but she's just really fun to follow on instagram to see these dogs pop she up. was on some of the podcasts i listened to okay yeah and um but yeah, she was kind of like having a moment at some point, and then she had this book come out. Yeah, um, that's cool. But yeah, and you can—that's one of those <laughs> profiles you just keep scrolling, you keep <laughs> watching all the videos, and well, also it's great. fun to have just a dog show up on your feed and be like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think she has Spotify playlists for the, her songs. She uses a lot of more like retro music. Which is always really fun with yeah. slow Slow-mo. motion dog videos. Hair tossing. Yeah. yeah. They're great. <laughs> All right. So my recommendation. Okay. My birthday was a while ago, but my mom and I exchanged presents last weekend. And apparently I have a Pinterest board of stuff that I wanted for Christmas. Years ago? <laughs> years ago. Years ago. Probably like three or four years ago. She asked yeah. me to make a Pinterest board. She had just retired she's not retired anymore because she's a busy body like me right <laughs> she like cannot sit still yeah so when she retired she like got really into pinterest was doing all the whole like oh the recipes and mm-hmm. you know making boards and she was like you should make up you should make a board for things for christmas and i was like okay mom whatever mm-hmm. well apparently this was on my list i do not remember putting it this is fresh's sugar face polish i saw that in your bathroom yeah which is it's a exfoliant um but it smells amazing and let's smell it apparently i must have must have known what i was talking about like three or four years ago but it's basically just an exfoliant that has like sugar i I think exfoliants it's obviously called sugar face polish but 
I have something of theirs. It's I think. it's it smells amazing, and Ooh. I used it a couple times, and it hasn't made me like dry or. Actually, I'm even putting moisturizer on after the second time, and and you do it every day, or I do it like mm, a like times a week. Couple times a week, yeah. I just mm-hmm. got it, but I I've used it a couple times, and it's I really like it, and I don't know if it's cruelty free or vegan, but they use natural ingredients, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Um, mm. In fact, That's I remember so the first time I went to New York, I went to a fresh store, and I was just figuring out how to do makeup at that point. Yeah. And uh-huh. they were actually really proactive about natural stuff before mm-hmm. it was oh. trending or whatever, mm-hmm. before, like, goop came out, basically. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, when you use a mascara, like, our stuff is XYZ, it's from nature. It's mm-hmm. not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing this and then looking at the price tag and being like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get the Maybelline Lash yeah. Blast, whatever the heck it was, from the <laughs> CVS. But anyway, shouts out to mom for getting me this Even great... though she doesn't listen to the podcast. I know. Well, she d- she's subscribed, <laughs> but she doesn't know how to listen to it. So it's hopefully so by funny. now she'll... She needs to join our club. I know. <laughs> she, she's like, she'll show me on her phone. She's like, yeah. I have the episodes, but what do I do? I was like, you press play, mom. You press play. <laughs> she needs to join the club. So hopefully by now she'll... My parents will teach understand. her. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, wrap it up. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for joining. If you're loving the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. Please tell your friends. Shout us out on your Insta story. Tell us what you're doing while you listen. We need more listener questions. Yeah, we do. And voicemails. Yeah. Um, They don't even necessarily have to be questions. They can just be... Just say hi. Statements or recommendations. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, what do you feel about Papa John's dunking sauce? Yeah, or, like, if you have relationship problems, I want to give you yeah, my unqualified let's advice. spill the tea. Really. Yeah. I want to get yeah. into it with Like, tell stuff. me your drama, yeah. and we'll give you unqualified advice. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, I want someone to be, call like, in. Elizabeth Lame from Totally Married. Write in the deepest, darkest secrets that you have. Oh. And we'll keep you yeah, anonymous. Yeah, we can keep you anonymous. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just, what's the drama going on in your life? I don't know. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so, yeah, don't forget to send us your stuff. Um, our voicemail number is 717-964-0215. And, um, yeah, just pop us a yeah. pop us a You call. can also email us, hello, at passportsandpizza.com. Or reach out to us on Instagram, we're passportpizzapod. Yes. Um, yeah, and if you want to follow us individually, um, Sarah's Instagram is at Sarah with no H underscore Cornelius underscore and mine is Rome and Go Lightly, R-O-A-M, like the verb, Rome and Go Lightly. Um, yeah, so we can be friends on Instagram. And, and all of our show notes are at PassportsAndPizza.com. And if you click, like, in your podcast app, the little info, there's a link to the full show notes in yeah. there. So that'll take you straight to everything. So we'll link to everything we talked about. Do you want to shout out your Instagram? <laughs> yeah, do, where, do you want people to follow you, or do you be private on Instagram? Um, I don't really have much Insta activity. Yeah, it would be. Okay. Ellen's private. She's, yeah. She's living that Navy life. Post-Navy <laughs> life. Low-key. <laughs> if, if anyone really needs to follow Ellen, you, you're already following You already her. are. Yeah. Well, I'm not, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laura will follow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks to Laura's brother, Will, for doing our theme music. 
And thank you so much to Ellen for yeah. being our first guest. Thanks for having this me. This is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you next episode. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> yum. I'm gonna do that. Yum. 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 Uh, yum. Uh, yum. 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 <laughs> do your best one. Yum. <laughs>